Well, today is one of the most important days in the church year. In the Episcopal Church, it is what we call, Trinity Sunday is what we call a principal feast of the church year. And there are only seven of them. Now, if you did not know that before you got to church this morning, I guarantee you, you are not alone. Trinity Sunday, I believe, lacks some of the recognition of the other feast of the church year because it has no defining biblical narrative. There are no wise men from the East bearing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh as on Epiphany. There are no flames of fire alighting on the disciples' head as we got last week on Pentecost. No, in fact, the word Trinity never once appears in the Bible. No, and furthermore, all the other feasts, for the most part, recall a memorable event in the life of Jesus. Trinity Sunday on the other hand, celebrates a doctrine, the core foundational Christian belief in the unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as three distinct persons in one God. Now, I imagine most, if not just about everyone here, could recite the Nicene Creed more or less by memory, if you tried. But I wonder, how much of it do we really understand? Have you ever tried to explain to someone what it means exactly that the Son is eternally begotten of the Father? Or if you've ever tried to really explain or think about what it means to say that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and from the Son? And then what about that Trinitarian math? It's absolutely mind-boggling that one plus one plus one equals both three and somehow one. Our search for simple, accessible analogies to make sense of all this also comes up short. There is a hilarious YouTube video that has been viewed more than two million times that explains how most of our analogies for the Trinity actually end up committing heresy. And it's really early in the summer for me to commit heresy from the pulpit. So I'm a little bit wary about offering an analogy for you today, but I'll give you just one because we can trace it back to St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the most revered of all the church fathers. So I feel like if it's good enough for Augustine, it should be good enough for us and my bishop. So Augustine, <laughs> Augustine uh, used the analogy of a tree to explain the threeness and the oneness of the Trinity, pointing out that just as the roots of the tree are wood and the trunk of the tree is wood and the branches of the tree are wood, we speak not of three woods, but of one tree. Now, analogies like this might be helpful to a point, but our purpose this morning, let me be clear, is not to pass a theology test on the Trinity. Our purpose this morning is to raise our hearts and minds in praise and honor of God who is Trinity. Indeed, the Trinity is not an idea that we master, but a mystery that we encounter. And while the Bible may not give us a tidy story to explain the Trinity, the Holy Trinity permeates the Holy Scriptures, and the triune God is the center of our very life. 
allow me to offer just one example of how the Holy Trinity orders and guides our life together as a Christian community. Yesterday, a group of parishioners, several of them I see here, participated in Pride in the CLE. Each June around the world, communities observe Pride, a celebration of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community and their ongoing struggle for liberty and rights and search for equal treatment under the law. And we marched alongside parishes from all across the diocese, led by our new bishop. And it was a glorious day. To quote our patron, St. Paul, we were ambassadors for Christ signaling to the community not only our desire to celebrate them, but our desire to be in relationship with them. And that witness is so critically important because for far too long, and in some churches even still, this community is excluded and denied full participation in the life of the church. In my own life of faith, the only chapter in which I fell away from the church was in my early 20s, shortly after I came out and was not convinced that there was a place for me in the church as a gay man. And I only made it back because an Episcopal parish sent me a very clear and unmistakable message that I was not only welcome, but celebrated. And without them, I don't know if I would be a priest today in a loving marriage. So I hope that we will continue to extend a similar welcome, even as over the last couple weeks we have received a few messages challenging our witness, a few messages from people outside the St. Paul's community in the broader world questioning whether such a witness is in fact consistent with the mission of a Christian faith community. And I would invite us in the face of such challenges to remain steadfast in our open embrace of our LGBTQ siblings. Now, you might be thinking this is all well and good, but Brandon, what does any of this have to do with the Trinity? Well, in the creation story we heard this morning from Genesis that Calvin read so beautifully for us, we were reminded that God created us, that humankind was created in the image and likeness of God. And this doctrine that we celebrate today teaches us something very important about the image and likeness of God, that God is a trinity of three in one. That God is a community that embodies unity in diversity. So if we are created in the image of God, then our diversity is affirmed as good, even as we are bound together in one human family. Listen to the words of the Reverend Dr. Patrick Cheng, an Episcopal priest and theologian and expert in the school of queer theology. He writes, the doctrine of the Trinity is a manifestation of God's radical love because it is an internal community of radical love. Think about that. We are created in the image of a community 
of radical love. Divine community of radical self-giving love that embodies unity and diversity. So our work to continue embracing all the children of God, in doing that work, we become a more perfect reflection of the very God in whose image and likeness we were created. In just a few minutes, our community will grow as Zachary David Fox is grafted into the body of Christ in the sacrament of baptism. Through holy water and ancient words, Zachary will receive his sacred identity as a beloved child of God and welcomed into the church. And he will become with us an inheritor of the kingdom of God. When I imagine what that kingdom of God looks like, I imagine it looks very much like that Pride March yesterday, with people of all ages, races, abilities, genders, sexual orientations, marching as one toward justice. In our life as a community, May we grow more and more into that image and likeness, the image and likeness of the Holy Trinity, a community of radical love. Amen.